Welcome to the Life Curation Podcast. I'm your host, Andrina Tisi. Together, we will explore thoughts, inspirations, and conversations that feed our soul, spark the mind, and nourish the body. Thank you so much for being here to learn and grow and for walking this journey called life with me. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Life Creation Podcast. I'm so happy you're here, whether you've been here before or it's your first time. Thank you for taking time and allowing me to be in your ears. And today I would like to talk to you about love languages. And you may have heard of that concept before or you may have not and it's fairly simple but I find it a very powerful resource or tool or concept in the sense of knowing ourselves and the people around us better. So in the book by Gary Chapman he outlines five general ways that romantic partners express and experience love, which he then calls love languages. And when I first read the book, which is literally, I feel like 20 years ago, (laughs) it was a very long time ago. And I noticed that I started to understand many people around me much more, as well as myself. And that's why I feel it's much more than quote-unquote just for our romantic relationships. I really think it can nurture all our relationships, whether that's romantic or in our work, in our business, in our family with our parents, our children, as well as in our friendship. And I would like to introduce you to those five love languages in different areas or in different relationships of our lives. So to start off with, the five love languages are quality time, act of services, physical touch, gifts, and words of affirmations. So quality time, for example, means, you know, you spend time together. Acts of services means, for example, taking care of something, like maybe you're cooking for somebody or you go shopping for somebody. Physical touch is intimacy in our romantic relationships, but it can also just be just quote unquote, of course, a hug or putting your hand on somebody's shoulder. And I will get into more details of all of them later on. And then we have gifts 
you know, somebody appreciates when you bring them something when you visit them. For example, flowers or a bottle of wine. And then we have words of affirmation, which, you know, can be any form of appreciation, thank you, acknowledgement. So this is a very rough outline. And what's really interesting to find out for yourself is what do they really mean for me? And I also believe that we don't just have one. All of these aspects or all of these love languages are important to us. We may have one or two that are more important and more dominant for us. And what also happens often is that our own love language is also the way we show love to somebody. But that person may not have the same love language, so receives it completely different. I think the easiest one to understand that is gifts, for me anyway. For example, if For me, receiving gifts is something very important. And I then show my love to somebody with giving them gifts. But they don't really care about that. It will not be meaningful for them. And they may be even uncomfortable receiving it. On the other hand is is that if gifts, to use the same example, is not my love language or not my main one, and somebody keeps giving me gifts, and suddenly I understand that the way they show me that they love and appreciate me, I can maybe accept or value the gifts they give me more because I understand that that's their way of telling me that they care about me. So I would like to start with going into the workplace actually to show you how they're very applicable So let's say you're in a team and you want to show somebody that you appreciate them. So one person may receive that the best if you take them out for lunch. The other person needs a gift certificate (laughs) or a box of chocolate. (laughs) The third person maybe just needs to hear it and receive those words of affirmation, the complimenting that they're doing a good job and that you really, really appreciate the work they do. And for the fourth person, maybe it's helping them out in a project and that's how they notice that you 
really value them being there. And then you may wonder, well, what about the physical touch? And in the workplace, of course, that can be tricky. But maybe it's just putting your hand on somebody's shoulders and telling them thank you and well done. And for them, the combination of the touch is actually helping them to receive your appreciation. And then, you know, in a family setting, like if you have kids, I would be really curious to hear what you notice. You know, maybe you have even two or three and you notice, yeah, they all have a completely different love language. One needs a hug. <laughs> the other one needs a toy. <laughs> right? So it's really interesting to noticing the difference. Or with your parents, does your mother or your father-in-law needs a gift when you go to them? Or is it more just about the time you spend together? So really think about your relationships. And notice it for yourself. What do you need? Gary Chapman also calls it the love tank. And it could almost be a code word. I think he even mentions that in the book. You know, when for example, with your partner and you both are aware of this concept of the love language, you could be like, hey, my love tank is a little low. I do think it goes deeper than just those five because quality time can mean something completely different for two people. For one person, it can be like we're watching a movie together, we're sitting on the couch, we're cuddling. Um, and of course, that could be the physical touch in there as well. And I'm getting to the combination in just a moment. And for the other person, that's not quality time. The quality time happens after the movie when the two of you talk about the movie. So it's really cool to define it for yourself. You know, acts of services. What do you really care about? Like what's really important to you? And you know, this doesn't have to be rational. It's just is. If you appreciate if somebody does something for you, tell them. Because the opposite is also true. If I know pink tulips are the favorite flower of my best friend, and she loves when she receives them, how sweet is it if I know that and I can do that for her and show her in that way, how much I love her. 
And if I would bring her a box of chocolate, it would not mean the same thing. Of course, most people appreciate it anyway. But I think you know what I'm getting to. So the more specific we can be about our own love language, the more we can communicate that. And the more we can ask people, hey, what do you appreciate? And it's a really cool conversation. And that creates closeness again. And as I mentioned before, they do come in combination as well. For example, you know, it can be a thank you card. And the card is kind of the gift and the thank you is the word of affirmation. Or if you have a really fun dinner with cool conversation, that can be quality time and act of services because you maybe are being invited or you cooked for that person. And if you're being invited, that can actually also be a gift. (laughs) So you see, they tie into each other very nicely. And the cool thing is, I really feel they go a long way. I mean, I know when I receive the quality time that really nourishes me. It doesn't take a lot and my love tank is full and filled and I'm happy camper. Which of course doesn't mean that I don't need physical touch or words of affirmation or I really appreciate if somebody helps me out sometimes some flowers or whatever it is (laughs) is nice too but we can also then maybe figure out which one we actually care the least about right and it's so personal and again it's not rational it's just kind of a wiring we have and with all these concepts These are just ideas and hopefully inspiration to, you know, get to know ourselves better and our surrounding. So I will also link the website of the five love languages in the show notes. There is also a quiz. Maybe by now, (laughs) you know, you've figured out what you are and your closest are. But you can also make a list of the people that you want to figure this out with. Um, And of course, you can take the test. You know, there's different books. There is Love Language for Singles. There is Love Language for Kids. And of course, then there is the, um, I guess, original one, um, which is for romantic relationships. I'm curious. If you have experienced with love language, if you are new to this concept, and if you maybe had an aha moment. So let me know. I love to hear from you. 
You can email me at hello at andrinatc.com. And if you liked this episode and other episodes and or <laughs> head over to iTunes and Spotify and I really appreciate the five-star rating that really helps the podcast to be suggested to more listeners and share it on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, <laughs> wherever you are or just send it directly to a friend, a family member if you think they might be interested to explore this idea of love languages more. So thank you so much for being here and talk to you soon.